When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And for Jason Tatum's mother, best Mother's Day ever. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Got Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman. Presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. What's up, gentlemen? How's everybody doing this Monday? What's happening, Freddie? What's, we're good. We're good. We're good. What's popping, Freddie? What's going on? Baby? Happy belated Mother's Day to your wives and your mothers, by the way, gentlemen. Happy belated yeah. Mother's Day to oh, them. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was fun. It was yeah. good. It was great weather. Okay. And it was uh, delightful. Yeah. You know. Uh huh. It was. It was. Well, you started the conversation, Key. How much did Mother's Day set our pockets back? That's what I want to know. How much did Mother's Day set your pocket back? That's what no, I want. No, I mean, asked, it didn't. Jay, this is what he does, Freddie. Jay. How much you spend? How much you set back? <laughs> like he's trying to gauge. <laughs> no, no, man. The love, man. I'm just, just the love. That's the, that's the expensive part. It's the love, right? That, mm. that's what they pay right. for. That's what we pay for. Right. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's not the, the gifts, the materialistic things. It's mm-hmm. the love. You yes. know? Although, Although, you still got to buy some stuff because otherwise, you know. In this world we live in, you know, social media will have you in trouble. Oh, Lord, please. Let's, let's not bring that. That's not like a whole firestorm with social media and people putting stuff out. And they all send around Ja Morant. We're going to talk about that in about 20 minutes here on Keyshawn. Jay Will and Max. But, Jay, I'll start with you, man. Jason Freddie, it's Tatum. not even that, Freddie. It's, what it's, is it? It's hashtag Ja Wick. It's hashtag yeah. Ja Wick. That's yeah. what's going on. That's yeah. what was popping. All right. I wanna, hey, yo! <laughs> yeah, I want to disagree, but I can't, so – with Jason Tatum, what he was able to do yesterday, it's one thing to have that kind of performance, and you guys know this, being in those kind of big moments. But this all got started in the fourth quarter of game six where he went out there in the final six minutes, Jay will and he busted him in the mouth, and then he carried it over. And it seemed to me that Philadelphia didn't put up any kind of resistance to what he did at the end of game six and all through game seven yesterday. I mean, look, man, Jay J- I'm sitting there watching the game the other day, and I'm thinking to myself, "Yeah, this is why this is why people love Jason Tatum. That ceiling went. It was prolific, man. It was prolific. You got a chance to witness something incredible. A guy who just made tough shots. Now, here's the thing that's beautiful about it too. Like he works out with Joel Embiid in the off season with Drew Hanlon. So these two know each other's moves. They mirror each other's moves." And that's why you end up seeing Joel Embiid do a lot of stuff on, on the perimeter because he has that ability. But he, Jason Tatum knows how Joel Embiid's. And, and literally, not only did Joel Embiid have a rough day off de- offensively, we'll talk about that in a second, but more so he got targeted defensively. Jason Tatum kept finding him and kept exploiting that matchup. And when he's off, when he's shooting like that, Key, they, when they shoot the ball like that, there's no stopping this squad. They're dangerous. And, and when you talk about no stopping the squad and being dangerous, any time a guy can hit you with 51 and go uh, 17 from 28 and, and go downtown mm-hmm. the way that he was doing from deep, you're going to give him, as you like to say, his flowers. This is the type of game that Jason Tatum, I believe, needed to get people to look at him differently 
in his basketball career. Take the next step. Yes, you went to the championship last year, but you struggled in the championship. But here you are in a pivotal moment, game seven, the the highest scoring game seven in history in the NBA, 50-plus points. You know, it's it's ridiculous to see a guy do this when two, three games ago we were scratching our heads as to where is he. But like you just said, Freddie, game six, fourth quarter, mm-hmm. carried over into this particular game. Now, can he carry that on into the Eastern Conference final against the Miami Heat? We'll see. I'm just going to say, Freddie, this, this, ahead, this is – I'll say real quick, Freddie, this thing last year, y'all – like, literally, when they were down 3-2, yep. and they went into Milwaukee for mm-hmm. a closeout game for the Bucks. like, he dropped 40-plus in that game. It was a demonstrative performance, and they came back to Boston, and they won. And it, so, like, he's done this before, but these are the things that make you continue. It's the same scenario. Closeout, didn't play well in Philly until the fourth quarter, had 16 points, and then the game comes back to Boston, and he puts on a masterful Performance, a master class, essentially. And this is probably the reason where we have these conversations about Brown versus Tatum. They got him on the trading block, but is it really – why do they pick and choose? Well, maybe they see stuff like this that he could do these sort of things in these type of moments so he becomes more valuable. We was asking that question. Is he more valuable? Is he more valuable? Why do they seem in Boston to endure him more than Jalen Brown? Well, maybe there was the answer in game seven for you. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2 and ESPNU. Trampolining off what both of you guys said. We all know that stars matter, but it's how they make other people play. And we saw that from Jason Tatum in the fourth quarter in game six. We saw that yesterday in game seven, that he raised everybody else's level outside of the 51 points. He joined four other players to have at least 50 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists in a playoff game. He joined the likes of Will Chamberlain. Also, Russell Westbrook, what he was able to do with that kind of performance. But everybody else was able to raise their level. And I think that's why I call them the goofy Boston Celtics guys at times. Because we should see this more often from this basketball team. They had no business, in my opinion, being down three games to two. It wasn't that Philadelphia was thoroughly outplaying them. They weren't. But they do so many goofy things that you say to yourself, you guys have way too much talent and way too much ability and mental capacity that you shouldn't be playing like this. And then all the goofiness was eradicated when it happened in the fourth quarter in game six. And all yesterday, I mean, Al Horford looked like Al Horford back at Florida, the way he was defending Joel Embiid. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, Joel Embiid looked at Al Horford and said, where was this guy the first six games of this series? Because he was defending like a demon. And Malcolm Brogdon was doing his thing. And Jalen Brown, and we talked about this before the show got started, Key and Jay. When he got hit in the mouth, inadvertently, but it's still a flagrant, they upgraded that flagrant foul against James Harden. That complete got the crowd back into it. They go on the 6-7-0 run to take that game and bring it back to them. And then that's when Jason Tatum lost his mind and the Philadelphia 76 is going to do anything about it. They stopped being the goofy Celtics, at least for one day. Well, they stopped kind of defending, too. I mean, look, a lot of those shots are tough. Like, actually, I take that back. They were, they were defending. The, the, the shots that they were making were tough, man. I, I do have to say this, though, y'all, and I – I'm glad we always start the show because I know how people listen to the show when you start off with one team as opposed to the team that actually won. I'm glad that we gave the Celtics their flowers. We'll talk more about them in that Heat, that heat series coming up. But I, Jay. I, I, Key, Jay, I can't. Key, I know I did it again. Shots. But no, Jay. <laughs> don't argue with shots. me about that again. I can't. <laughs> Max is off today. Don't get my blood steamed, Key. Okay. I. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say this, though. Freddie, 
I can't take Joel Embiid roaming around the perimeter anymore. Oh God, I, I can't do it, y'all. I, I it's like I'm on the phone yesterday with people and mm-hmm. we're, we're talking. I'm like, why, why, why are there no design plays to get his ass on the block and no just idea. be? The reason why you love Jokic key. It's because Jokic, you know, like fighter-wise, right? It's like you're in a phone booth, man. Like you're just body ball, body that ball. That would be like the reason you the love him because I don't love him. But that's my thing. So you're telling me you love this? You love a dude who don't get in the phone booth, who don't want to scrap and hit body blows, who wants to settle for outside jumpers? Even when he gets the ball on the block, he hits you with the turnaround fadeaway. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what? <laughs> what? please start hitting some body blows. Be aggressive. But Doc didn't even design planes for him, and he's still floating around the perimeter. Mm-hmm. I love Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's I my see, big. That's your big. Too, love AD. That's your, it, it, Jay, well, I swear it's like you were at my mom and dad's house in Queens, New York. My dad almost pulled his eyeballs out of his head watching Joel Embiid shooting fadeaway jumpers over Marcus Smart, who he has about a human being on. It literally drove my dad out of his chair saying, why is that big blankety blank not doing his thing on the low block? I said, Dad, welcome to modern basketball. He goes, modern basketball, please. He was tired of seeing that because then Jason Tatum, he was getting paint touches. Jalen Brown, he was getting paint touches. And Key and Jay Will, those guys, those two guys are significantly smaller than Joel Embiid, who was just settling and settling and settling and played right in the hands of Horford. Freddie, here, here's the thing, too. When people say, well, because I saw it, like, well, maybe his knee, it looked like he was still injured to a degree. He ran out of steam. Why are you doing things on the perimeter if your knee is sore? That's like, why one. wouldn't you just – why wouldn't you just play bully ball? Yo, you ain't stopping me. I'm 260 pounds. I'm about to plant my butt right down here on the block. I'm going to punish y'all. I'm going to take load off my knee, actually, and give you the business. And people want to go at James. It's fine to go at James Harden. He did not have a good performance at all. But I can at least say James Harden gave you two games. True. He gave you two. He got the 76ers two games pretty much by himself. Yeah, then B shouldn't. You know, much like you said to your dad, Freddie, it is this modern basketball, and these bigs feel like that they don't have to plant their butts on the on the paint, on the block, and, and do their deal. They want to be outside and be cool. It's like a big dude driving a sports car. Like, man, you belong in a truck. You don't belong in a <laughs> sports car, but you want to be – you want to be a little guy. You want to be cool. Uh-huh. You want people – you know, you, you want to try to squeeze in a Ferrari instead of being in one of them big old trucks. And, and that's what you see – when you see a lot of these big settling nowadays. Yeah, and by the way, after that hardened flagrant foul that was upgraded, the Celtics went on an 85-53 to 53 run, and Philadelphia oh. was roadkill. They got trucked by the Boston Celtics mentally and physically, and now the Celtics are on their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. They'll take on the Miami Heat and Keyshawn's Lakers. They'll take on the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Always appreciate you joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Got Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie Coleman, and for Max Kellerman. You can hit us up on the show anytime you want at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And Jay teased it. What's next for the Philadelphia 76ers? And could that mean that Joel Embiid won't have two of his boys as a part of that next? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. I know. So what could be next on the east side when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers after blowing a 3-2 series lead against the Boston Celtics? It is Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie Coleman, and for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio and ESPN2 and ESPN UK. I'll start there with Doc Rivers because a lot of people using that word or that phrase, what's next with the Philadelphia 76ers? And could that include James Harden not being there next year? But a lot of that conversation, Key, after they lost Game 7 yesterday was about Doc Rivers and his future with the Philadelphia 76 that if you talk to anybody or anybody thinking they're in the know could be very murky right now this Monday regarding him. Well, yeah, a couple couple coaches getting fired recently. Obviously, you look at Nick Nurse. He just won a championship, what, three years ago, four years ago, whenever that was up in Toronto. He, he's gone. And, and then you look at Bootenholzer. Um, Bootenholzer, he's gone in, in Milwaukee. And then Monty Williams in, in Phoenix. I mean, so it's like the coaching carousel has continued throughout the season into the postseason. So you got to sit there and say to yourself, here's a guy that has blown leads historically in his career as a coach. So people are now sitting there saying to themselves, uh-oh, what what's going to happen to Doc? They had a championship-type team, so to speak. People thought that they would be in a position to – maybe get to play Miami in the Eastern Conference Final. They was up in this particular series. And then, look, they blown it, got into a seventh game. They go back to back to Boston. Right. Jason Tatum has a historical moment, sends them home packing. So now the question is, like you said, what's going to happen with Harden? Is he coming or going? What will Joel Embiid feel like? What will people feel about him, including Doc Rivers with two years left on his contract? So, Jay, we'll see. I mean, I think he should be back, but I don't own the team. Doc Rivers has lost an NBA record 32 closeout games. Ooh. Doc Rivers has lost an NBA record seven series when leading 3-2. Doc Rivers has lost an NBA record 10 game sevens. Doc Rivers has lost an NBA record 12 series when holding a series lead. Worst and one mixtape but, ever. But Doc Rivers ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. He'll be the head coach of the 76ers next year because he is tied to Daryl Morey. Like, these two together, do you guys see when the game was over, Daryl Morey, like, gave him a dap while he was going into the locker room? And I just feel like, look, they won 54 games this year. Can, Can people get really frustrated at the fact that they didn't close it out in Philly? Sure. Can you get frustrated at the effort that you have from your two stars in the game seven? Sure, 1,000%. But I, I do feel like this trust that is there between 
general manager and head coach and that relationship between James Harden and Joel Embiid, I, just my sense is that we will get that same core back next year. Like, there are additional pieces this team can add. I, I know people don't like the way things ended yesterday. I just don't see Daryl Morey making a move as it relates to Doc Rivers as head coach you said or Joel you, Embiid or James Harden. I don't. You said, Jay, you said the core coming back, but the – the core includes James Harden. You mentioned him at the end right there. You say that Daryl Morey, you can see him coming back. But isn't it on James to make that decision on whether or not he wants to be in Philadelphia or somewhere else? Facts. I mean, look, a lot of people talk about Houston, him going back potentially Houston. I just – at this stage of your career, why would you want to leave Joel Embiid? Like, that, that, that's the, the mm-hmm. best player you've ever played with. It makes sense, and his game has adapted. Like, the guy led the league in assists. I mean, I've had conversations with Alan Gates about this over the last several days. I've never seen one of the most innovative scores the game of basketball has ever seen change his game a variety of ways and still be at the top. Like, he's, like the way he could fill out the game now, leading the league in assists a couple of years ago, this year 10-plus assists, the game just – he feels the game, and – is every game going to be a game seven where you're going to get the best performance? No, but, I mean, there were two games throughout this series, guys. Without him, they don't win the games. Right. No, so, I understand. I don't, I don't, you know, how, how that equates into a deal, I think Daryl Morey can masterfully come up with something. But I do think you'll see the key cogs of this team be back next year. I do. Mm. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio as well as ESPN2. Here's something else, and, I'll, and you guys can weigh in on this, and you guys should weigh in on this. Sometimes you just don't come up big in big moments. And I hate to be that guy when it comes to James Harden because, Jay, I'm with you. He was magnificent in game one without Joel Embiid. He single-handedly won that game for Philadelphia and flipped everything around against Boston. And then he hits the game-winning shot in overtime in game four. So you have to believe that that's there at a certain point. But how many times do we keep waiting for the other shoe to drop with James Harden? They'll have a game like that and you say, okay, can he do it again? And then people get mad that James Harden supporters said, you're not giving our guy a chance. We've seen this time and time again where he's had these opportunities. Game seven, a chance to go on the road. A place you won two out of the first three games on the road in this series for Philadelphia. And both of those guys, but especially James Harden, he came up limp once again in a big-time situation. I'm not saying that they need to push him away or push Doc out of the way, whatever that is. You guys made the point. You win 54 games in the regular season. That's hard to do in the NBA and be a third seed in a better Eastern Conference than people could have anticipated. But all of a sudden, at a certain point, if you're Philadelphia, do you look at James Harden and say, dude, what is it with you that when we really need you in those big moments and you always seem to come up small no matter how great your NBA career has been? I don't know, Freddie. Like, I, I know that everybody on the team deserves blame. This is a team sport. I get it. James Harden, obviously, a, a pivotal piece. But like, today, the bigger, bigger story is about this is Joel, this is Joel Embiid's team, man. True. And it, it does feel like every time we're in one of these situations, people naturally go to Doc. People naturally go to that other player. You know, and I know he played hurt. I know he played hurt. And I, I, I applaud him for that. But at some point, like, we need to see a Joel Embiid who is more fierce on the block, who hmm. demands things from his teammates. We need to see, like, even, like, the post game. Like, the, the slight slander at Giannis, like, he said everything right during the postgame. Now, there's, there's you know, one clip out there that people will take out of context. They think that, you know, he was only talking about him and James Harden. And everybody else, you know, deserves to be better. But he actually gave himself accountability. But, like, these little moments where he 
says the, the comment about Giannis. He's like, well, you know, it's not a failure. Uh, it's just steps towards success. And he's like laughing and giggling. There's a certain aspect of OCM. I'm like, come on, man. Like, you don't even need to do that. Like, just stay in your lane. Focus on yourself. You get better. You own it. That, they, this is your squad. So that's how I look at it. This is Joel Embiid. This is on Joel, and that's okay. It should be on him. He's their best player. Yeah, and, 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 and you're right, Jay, but I, I don't want to – I'm, I'm kind of with Freddie on the Harden situation. I don't want to weave the Lakers into this, but I'm going to weave them into it anyway. Mm-hmm. The best player is Anthony Davis. The best player is Joel Embiid. But they won Friday because of LeBron James. LeBron James had a moment scoring 30 points and doing what he needed to do to get him not have to go back to the Chase Center. Right. I look at it the same way in, in, in terms of Harden. You see that Embiid may be struggling or something. Now, you got to figure out how to turn the switch on. you got to figure out how to, as the guy who's been in these situations for many years in your career, how to find it. Whatever it is that you need to find, mm-hmm. you need to dig deep and find it at a pivotal moment if you're trying to really win a championship. LeBron James was not going to let the Lakers have to go back to Golden State. That was not going to happen because they know if they'd have gone back to Golden State, they were going to lose. So that sixth game was really a seventh. Just like this was a seventh, there was no other opportunity. If the Lakers lose in six, they might as well not even get on the plane for seven. And that's what happened to the 76ers. But they're never, even in a situation without without James having 45 in game one and James having 42 in game game four. I understand. Like they're not even close. I understand. I'm just saying in this particular moment, in a game seven, you now, in my opinion, as the, the, the elder statement on the team, as far as I'm concerned, I know P.J. Tucker may be a little bit older, who knows, but I'm just talking about as the player with all the accolades and the MVP and all those sort of things, you got to take it to the next level. You just got to figure it out. Great, great stuff by Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie coming from Max Keller on a Keyshawn, Jay Williams, Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN Two. Freddie, 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 go ahead, hit it, hit it. I gotta have my name roll off your tongue. I know you. Don't, it feels like you haven't been saying my name in such a long time. There's it, a, there's it, a, there's a. It's, why it's does just, that bother you? That's what I want to know. Because it drives me crazy. Why? I tell you during the break. I can't fine. wait to find out what this is all about. Speaking of Keyshawn. No, I want to hear it during the show. I want to hear it during the show, too. But we may hear it during the show. But Keyshawn has the word no and how that word should really be paid attention to by Ja Morant of the Grizzlies going forward. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot 
the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Another day, and we thought that that day was going to be over in terms of hearing something else outside of basketball involving Ja Morant. We were sadly mistaken. As you heard the report from Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN NBA Insider, Key, before we got started today, you used the word no regarding John Morant and how that word should be a part of his DNA off the basketball court going forward because he's trying to live a place that you know what that's all about, and that's not a place where he should be. No, he, he shouldn't be there, man. I grew up in the streets of Los Angeles in the ghetto, okay? I grew up around gangs and, and gun violence. I've been shot before. My sisters have been shot before. That's not it. It just really isn't. You, 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 and I'm not even talking about the money, but you put yourself in a position because, first of all, you're not from the streets. So let's mm-hmm. let's just let's stop that. Let's not, let's just stop it. That's why people that are from the streets are kind of ticked off about his behavior because they would they would die to be in his shoes, and then he continue to put himself in this position. You don't do nothing but alienate these individuals and make them mad. When you, you know, you having fun or whatever you're doing, but you out there looking real silly instead of saying, no, nah, you know what, that's not what I want to do. I just want to play basketball. He's a basketball player, and he needs to really, and there's people around him, they need to really get him to understand, man, you play basketball. You don't want that that life right there, that club, guns, alcohol, That that's not it. That's not it. You're going to squander $200 plus million. You're going you're gonna to squander that. That's going to go away like this. Nobody comes back from that. These dudes in these streets that's playing, they playing for keeps, okay? They play for keeps in these streets. They're not out here just listening to rap music and, 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 and turning their lives into that. they already living that on a daily basis. I've been there. I've been in the streets. I know what it's like. That ain't it, man. It's, it's just not. It's no. No, I'm good. That's what it is. And, then, and the people around him, they, got, they should be ashamed of themselves too. For even even agitating it, it instead of saying, no, nah, man, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to go chill. We're going to be in a, a, a safe place. But for whatever reason, I, he keeps putting himself in this position. So now you, you're going to be scrutinized all day long today. It's the start of the week. It's going to go on all week long, Jay. You're going to keep getting scrutinized because the first time around in the Denver incident, okay, he said he went down to Florida and he – you know, went out and got a little help, had a conversation with some counselors. He's a changed person now. But then a month or two later, here we are again in the same situation, which is not not it at all. Come on, Key. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate you breaking down the severity of it, man. Um, Freddie, when this whole thing popped off and – you know, I came out and I was like, hey, look, I, I thought the league missed the mark. I got a lot of flack. I remember. A lot of people. I remember. A lot of people came at me hard. Like, what are you talking about? We're supposed to build each other up in the black community. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for us building young people up. But this, to me, felt like a maturity issue. It was a maturity issue from somebody who's experienced in his own life maturity challenges. So, you know, <laughs> Look, this is ongoing behavior that just needs to stop. And that's why the whole thing about going to rehab, I was like, you can lose me with all that. Just tell me the truth. 
that you wanted to rush him back for the NBA playoffs. I would have respected that at the end of the day instead of trying to do all these things where where I I went down to rehab for three or four days. I'm like, that doesn't help you deal with the issue. That is smoke and mirror. You're, You're just telling everybody that because this is a franchise that has enabled you to behave this way for a while. So from yesterday watching the Memphis Grizzlies draw a line in the sand and say, okay, we're going to suspend him, I want to know for how long. Mm-hmm. And I'm also fascinated to see how Adam Silver is going to handle this. I, I, I truly believe John Morant should be suspended for 25 to 30 games of the regular season next year. There needs to be a hard line drawn about guns from the NBA. We've had school shootings. We've had a lot of things go off, and it's not – a Second Amendment thing at all, because if you want to own a gun, I'm for that. But it's just when we've had talks with Ja and we've gone through this process and now we get to a point where once again, NBA young boy drops a new video. And Freddie Key, that's why I said before, I'm like, yo, this is like as if we're filming a hip hop video. Because mm-hmm. this is what people were seeing in hip hop videos and flashing guns. And, but that's not the lifestyle, man. That's, that's not the lifestyle that you want for your kid, for your daughter that you have post game. Like, why do you keep surrounding yourself in that environment when you have kids? Like, that's not the representation you need for yourself. So I think the league, I think Memphis, I think everybody should be lock and step, and they should set a strong example here about this should not be tolerated. You know, the, moving forward. It the, the, the interesting thing about John, I don't, I don't know, but I'm assuming um, the Grizzlies, his agents, all that sort of stuff, they try to tell him stuff to get him to do things the right way. But but I don't see, and I've never seen Michael Jordan act like that. Michael Jordan has security. You couldn't even, he was so big, you couldn't even touch him. LeBron James, security. You can't, if LeBron James going out, he going out with his crew. Mm-hmm. They enjoying themselves. But there's a security team. So he doesn't even need a gun. He doesn't need the environment like that. When I When I look up and I see Kobe Bryant, or I've seen other guys in, that are big like Ja in that position. Where's your security at, man? Where are your off-duty police officers, retired FBI, Secret Service, three or four? Where are they at? Right. Because if he was if he was my client, he would have all of those guys around him. He could still drink and party and do all. Listen to Young Boy NBA. All he could do all that. But it won't be no guns because. They gonna have the guns. They gonna take care of all of it. They they got all that. But I guess maybe if you feel like you are less than a man, if you got protection around you and security, so you feel like you could take it and put it in your own hands. I'm just telling you, that's not it. I know. I I just saw a video that some some gang members here in Los Angeles don't appreciate Jaws' behavior. You see what I'm saying? So okay. now you got them involved. Now they talking on a video stream live about his his behavior and disrespect and throwing up the gang signs and he ain't got nothing to do with that gang. He don't even know where that's at. Trust me. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak on the gang or the, the, uh, who it is, but he doesn't know them people one bit. Trust me, I'm from here, and and so they mad and agitated at him now. So he done escalated even more issues for himself. Right. You know, it's like they got to get a hold of him, man. They got to get a hold of him. Real quick, and this is something I thought about when you guys were so eloquent what you had to say between you, Key, and Jay Will. 
Four years ago, we had no idea who Jamal Morant was. 2019 draft out of Murray State. I wonder how much of this is too much too soon because he's from a small town in South Carolina called Dalzell, population not even 3,000 people. You could literally take his hometown and keep put it in your living room. That's how small it is. Seriously, I mean, somebody's living room. Let's put it that way. But that's how small. I know he he got a big crib, no doubt about that. But four years ago, we had no idea who John Morant was. Four years later, we're hearing about him for all the wrong reasons. And I wonder how much of this has become maybe a too much too soon, being from where he's from, not having the resources to know exactly how to deal with fame, with fortune, and having the right kind of people around him when he's trying to navigate this with a child and thinking everything else is going to be okay because maybe this is too much for Job Morant to handle. That is something that a lot of people are not talking about, especially coming from a small town in South Carolina and going from literally zero to where he is right now may, in the public consciousness. And, and that may be that may truly be the case, Freddie. There's no question about it. Sometimes your environment and your upbringing will affect the way that you view things and see things. Me growing up here in South Central L.A., being shot before, sister being shot, house being gunned down, molecule cocktail bombs being thrown through the window. I've seen it all. <clears throat> so my approach to certain things is way different. It's way different because I, I've actually lived the, the life that he wants to live, you know, at least he portrays that's the life he want to live. Yeah. It's not it. Just right. trust me on that, man. It ain't it. That's Key, not he ain't a, it. He ain't about that life at all, Key. No, he's not. It's not, not it at all. At all. It, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a showcase of, yo, this is this is the life that is presented. And, like, so it. it I can ride him around, Fred, Jay. We're talk- Go, yeah, because we're up against it. Finish your thoughts real quick. There's a lot to still be no, said No, Freddie, we're up against it. We got a new life right now, man. Let's go. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I Keyshawn, feel like I'm on vacation, baby. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie Coleman, and from Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio and ESPN2 and ESPNU. We stay with John Morant, and even though he is a franchise player, has he become a liability for the franchise of the Memphis Grizzlies? We'll get to that next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie Coleman, and for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, ESPN2, ESPNU. Two months ago, J. Will caught flack for saying that when John Moran had that first incident involving a gun, involving those allegations, involving all that stuff, 
Jay will call Flack for saying, hey, NBA, you should suspend this guy for a little bit longer than any suspension that he did not get. I thought the NBA really missed the mark here. Um, instead of an eight-game suspension in which six games are already served, I thought he should have been suspended for the rest of the regular season without pay. And frankly, his return would have been based upon how successful his counseling was. Because I think there needs to be a high standard set here around behavior and especially guns, not only to players, but to agents, to family members. And on and, and the, and the old narrative that used to be around that, right? Two months later, here we are again. So, Jay Will, has he become a liability when it comes to John Morant, when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies in that franchise? Yes. Yes. I, I mean... First off, let me say this because, you know, we live in a world where you have to take accountability. Like, so, Freddie, like if I had like messed around with a bike and got in an accident but still was allowed to play, right, because maybe say I, I didn't get hurt to a really bad extent, and then a month and a half, two months later, you saw me back on a bike. Like, yo, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's a bad look. What, what, what are you doing? Like, that's, that's real fair criticism where I would have to look at myself – and my own maturity about putting myself in a position in the first place for that to happen, and then why would I be putting myself back in that same position? So I, I look at this as the same type of severity. He's been through the process where he felt like people wanted to see John Morant redeem himself, right? And you're seeing a pattern of behavior from Ja. And I am, there are a lot of jokes going on, the last couple of days about Ja, I am extremely concerned about this young man's mental health. I am going to say it on national TV and radio because he has been presented the red light and the red light was telling him, please stop, please stop. And then he told us all this word salad to make us believe that he really took the time to address the issue when we all know that was not the case. It was about getting him back on the court. I thought Adam Silver, who has been on point a lot of his career as it relates to him being a commissioner, missed the mark on this one. And I pray that the Grizzlies and the NBA do not miss it for a second time. Because this is about making sure that Ja Morant is being put in the best position through rehab for an extensive period of time where he can honestly have time to reflect back on his decisions and say, This is not who I want to become. This is not what I want the representation for my family to be. This is not how I want to represent the Memphis Grizzlies in the organization that I have a chance to be one of the foundational building blocks around, to be a future star in this league. It's going to jeopardize his Powerade deal. It's going to jeopardize his Nike deal. It leads to a lot of questions for brands that continue to push him. And I'm not asking for everything to be stripped away from Ja. I want to see Ja be successful. But he's only going to do that if he is forced to truly address this immaturity problem that with it in front of his face. Key, you just talked about having gang members from L.A. Mm-hmm. live stream about him throwing up signs throughout the course of the games. Like, I want him and his family to be protected. And he's not putting his best foot forward to protect himself, his business, and his family. He just, he just you know, you, you talked about the mental health aspect of it and all. You know, sometimes when you are a young athlete, and I've been in the position before, you have too, Jay. As a young athlete, there's a lot. There is a lot of stress that come with it, right? So you you have all this stress and all this anxiety built up, and you try to find avenues to release some of that. Whether it's you know going to the clubs or 
drinking or whatever it is that that you feel can release that stress. I think for the Memphis Grizzlies organization and you coming into this, Freddie, you asked about the value, like what, you know, be able to have this, his level be at the same level that it is now. The Memphis Grizzlies organization has got to sit him down, sit his parents down, his agent down and really attack it and let them know here's where this thing is headed. Okay. There's no more, dancing around it and oh he's the face of the franchise we got to make sure we don't alienate him to the point where he's going to want to be out of here in two years enough of that you can't worry about that right now right now you got to grab his ass and sit him down and simply tell him say man look you got to get your life together you have to get your life together you have to because if you don't it could go in a different direction or to a whole nother direction Because these streets are not playing with you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you till I turn blue in the face. They are not playing with you out here. People think it's all cool and funny and hoppity hip Mm -hmm. and all. No. No. It's not it. Not it at all. And, Key, Key, there's a subset of people, you know, tweet the show that end up saying, yeah, John Morant. Yeah, he's allowed to carry a gun. I'm like, okay. Nobody cared. That's not – we buy as many guns as you want to to protect yourself. We don't care about that. We care about somebody putting it – go ahead. So that leads to me a series of questions. Like, Freddie, Mm -hmm. what state was he in? Does he have a gun license? Right. Does he have a license to carry? Yeah. Like, it leads you to all the – because if you're questioning key, the decision-making that we've seen the pattern of things like – Drinking on the plane or at the club, whatever. And I'm not saying that people can't drink, but then having that gun and then this still being an ongoing problem, why wouldn't you ask these reasonable, pragmatic-like questions Man, around this, nothing, this situation? There's nothing wrong with asking reasonable questions. Right. But let's not make excuses, not us, but people. That's why I don't even pay attention to that Twitter mess because <laughs> what we're talking about, we're talking about real life Absolutely. and understanding. Yeah. We ain't talking about nobody's rights and what they can do. We never said that. Right. Yes, if, he, if that's what he feels he wants to do, do it. But it's going to lead to something yeah. that's not going to be I good agree. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about. Well, as of July like 1st. I get, as, it, it drives me crazy, man. No, it a, just drives me crazy, Freddie. Yeah. Listening to people want to argue with us and try to tell us that we not – Black enough and all. Man, shut up. <laughs> as, a July, hell up. as of July 1st, 2021, Tennessee law allowed people, a large majority of citizens, to carry a loaded handgun on their person openly or concealed without having to possess a permit. This, that law did not apply to carrying of rifles or shotguns, only handguns. So if he was in the state of Tennessee, in the city of Memphis, by the letter of the law. But the optic law is a lot worse than any kind of letter of the law. That may attach himself when it comes to John Moran. Other NBA matters involves the Los Angeles Lakers. They're back. Should they be afraid about LeBron and the Lakers winning again? That's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.